Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! This is the moment you all have been waiting for! It's time for the global sensation, the one, the only, the undisputed heavyweight podcast in the world, the past timber construction podcast. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you very much for the introduction. Welcome once again to the Mass Timber Construction Podcast. I'm Paul Kramer, your host, and today we have very, very special guests. In fact, two special guests, one from Timber Trade Federation in the UK. Dave Hopkins is on board, and the other is Nick Milestone representing Trada, and they're going to be on today talking to us about the merger of their two monolithic organisations. So please welcome Dave Hopkins and Nick Milestone talking to me. <laughs> The best pair of socks I own. They are blue with pink uh, bands and white writing that says you're on mute. Quote of the yeah. year 2020. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think uh, it's quite a good function, actually. I, w- I want to have it for all meetings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we go back to having physical meetings, you're going to miss the mute button. True, true. Anyway, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, David, thank you for your time. Nick, thank you for your time. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's happening because we've been reading lots of news. We've been seeing lots of uh, articles come out, media releases. Uh, you know, this is a significant change and, and, and what a merger. It's like two giants uh, getting together and, and, and sharing some brain power. So please, one of you take the lead and tell us yeah. what's, uh, what's happening. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll start. And uh, thanks very much for, um, for the interest uh, in it all. Um, so I think the, there's a number of factors at play. Um, first of all, the TTF and TRADA are probably, or the you know, Timber Trade Federation and TRADA, two of the oldest and largest um, trade associations in the timber supply chain in the UK. Um, the timber supply chain in the UK market um, has always been criticized, as I think it probably is around the world, for being fragmented. And there's a lot of reasons for that compared to a lot of other material businesses which are much more vertically integrated. So if you look at concrete or steel or these sorts of guys, the the outlets for timber are much more diverse and the input businesses into that market are much more diverse because uh, you know there's no intellectual property over growing trees, the, the, the capital investment programs are, are very different in, in structure and, and so on. So you ended up with a lot of trade associations, trade bodies covering niches, um, you know, fencing, fence posts. And, and fence posts and the fencing market is very different to mass timber and timber construction and so on. And so you, you start to see a lot of uh, uh, different representation in the market uh, as a result. Timber Trade Federation has done a very good job in bringing that together from the sawmiller, importer, agent, distributor, merchant 
part of the supply chain. Trad has done an excellent job in taking really building a membership which is has a good base of of the timber suppliers but really has focused then on the timber manufacturing you know timber frame joinery companies uh, within the timber product supply chain and the specifier market and has really really developed that specifier market and the 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 bulk of the membership the uh, I, I forget now now that I'm put on the spot exactly what the numbers are but well over 1500 architects engineers and, and sort of professional specifier members so what you have is two kind of giant bodies which you can then plug together and you start to solve that problem of fragmentation because you're bringing everybody into one place Trada has really built up a uh, uh, an excellent name for itself as a home for technical information, center of excellence for technical information. I'll let Nick talk more about that. TTF has done much more on the political lobbying. Um, we've done a lot on, uh, you know, advocacy, uh, market analysis, um, a lot of work on the carbon front, which I'm sure we'll, we'll come to. Trad has done much more on the, on the technical side and has been, I think, kind of well recognized globally for for doing that for taking a leadership role so putting them together we're hoping to make a powerhouse that can put timber's place uh timber's voice much louder and stronger and more unified in the market and really take on uh an equal position to the likes of concrete and steel we're not far off being of an equal value as a as a supply chain um it's a 10 billion pound supply chain in the uk alone um, that's that's roughly in line with with the concrete and steel industry in our country. So it gives us a, an equal status and a, and a platform to to build from. I'll stop yeah. there. Let Nick to yeah, go through. The, there's a lot of history between the TTF and Trada. So Trada was born in what 1934. So it's been going for some 87 years. But the origins of Trada started off within the TTF. Uh, Trada was actually born. As a, as a subcommittee, believe it or not, inside the TTF. When was the TTF formed, David? Is exact date? 18... Uh, it's, yeah, 1795 17, 17, or something. I can't. It's, <laughs> it, I can't so it's remember. always been there. So Trada and TTF have always been one. Um, it was only in 1934 that, because um, it was funded by the TTF, so income to the TTF actually went to Trada. So in 1934, it decided to go independent um, standing its own two feet, sort of somewhere between World War One and World War Two, um, and it's sort of gone off in its own way, and it's been more focused on technical publications. Now, Trada then subsequently evolved and created BM Trada, which had a sort of a wider commercial business interest, but the two very much remain different, and that's you know everybody thinks Trada and BM Trada are actually one and the same, and we're not. Trada is a not-for-profit trade association membership that takes knowledge and investment from its members and turns that into publications and materials. That's we hope, is relatively keeping in line with current industry demands and innovations of how timber's being used, um, from, from issues of well-being, healthy buildings, to the National Structural Timber Specification, you know, which was originated with Inside Trada. So it's done some amazing things and has had a bit of a global outreach as well, uh, not only through themselves, but through the links with BM Trada. And um, over the years, and, and blessed to have been not just director, but chairman 
for the last five years now. Um, and the chairman should only last two years, but two years is just not long enough if you want to make an impact. And as the board evolved, we evolved nicely into representation from architecture, engineering, general contractor, major supply chain investor. And, um, and I felt a few years back, it was time we started to form those allegiances because the timber industry was coming under great criticism for being cottage and fragmented. So we know we had to do something. And a few, quite a few years back, and without sort of reminding David of the pains of this, the BWF, the British Woodworking Federation, and the TTF were going to merge, and we all thought, well, this is great, and this is wonderful for the industry. Sadly, it just didn't happen, um, probably through uh, you know, differences and the like. So I want to drag that one up. So we were very, very careful this time around. So a few years back, I asked David Hopkins to join the Board of Charter to create... Uh, you know, a more collaborative approach to the industry. Um, and the beauty of TRADA compared to where the TTF, which started as one, is now two separate associations, is the fact that TRADA is very much at the end of the spectrum of architects, engineering, specifiers, technical publications. TTF very much being at the heart of the supply chain itself. And both operate in completely different spheres, you know, very much the lobbying side. We're very much not about lobbying, we're about technical publications, getting free information out there in the public domain to give people confidence to build with timber. So, you know, and the contractors, and especially the, the evolution of the offsite industry as well. And the likes so of your CLTs, your mass timbers coming into the equation, the technology associated with timber frame as well, you know, um, come into more prefabricated flat pack and, and volumetric construction. So trial has really evolved in that space. And then, um, of course, COVID, uh, you know, was, was truly the catalyst for this. We had been talking about how we could create a one entity. Now, we do have in the UK, and, and David sits on the chair of the CTI, which is the Confederation of Timber Industries, which was an attempt to create a collaborative umbrella of all the associations. Still a little bit of sovereignty going on in there. That's to be expected. Everybody wants to protect their members. Um, but COVID was really the catalyst for this because we felt that, well, we as trade associations are very vulnerable um, when companies shrink. We saw that from the financial crisis. We saw our membership and income drop mm -hmm. as a result of, and we are a luxury. There's no two ways about it. So, you know, been going in for 85, 86 years, you know, and, and as hopefully the outgoing chairman, uh, I will be wanting to create a legacy and, and our members are, who are on the supply chain on the board um, were very uh, 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 raised their voices saying, why can't we just use this opportunity and have one association? Well, it was an absolute no-brainer. The yep. whole board was unanimous um, in that equation. So we made the decision, well, let's investigate, you know, and let, taking the lessons learned from the failed merger of the BWF and the TTF, not to make the same mistakes. So we did it absolutely by the book with representation from legal counsels on both behalfs. We looked, uh, we created a steering committee of some directors from TRADA, some directors from the TTF, 
to form, if you like, um, you know, how can I say, an engagement process before we got married to look at how the two could integrate. And, you know, an integration can be very complex because whilst Trada, we have zero employees in the organization. We are wholly reliant on BM Trada, Warrington Fire as our service provider. Uh, and they operate on behalf of the Trada members from collection of the monies to the creation of the publications. So, we, so we've more had an, an easier journey of asset and liability. David, on the other hand, in the TTF is a fully run employee organization and with a, num- a lot more number of directors. So there's always going to be those complications of, of, of bringing two houses together. Um, but to be honest, it's been thorough, it's been professional. We brought in an exceptional character called Chris Sutton, um, who is the ex-CEO uh, Managing Director of Latham's in the UK, who has uh, got to be absolutely uh, respected for his bullishness of keeping mm. us all on track. It's keeping us all on track. And as frustrating and as annoying as he was some days, he was absolutely spot on. And, um, and, and, and all working Sunday nights to 11 o'clock at night, even speaking with our legal counsels at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night, making sure that we were hitting our deadlines. And those deadlines were made of creating a, a memorandum of understanding, getting the agreement of everybody, um, taking it to a vote to our membership. Both respective memberships were consulted as well if they had any grievances or dis- disagreements on this proposed merger. And when we got the buy-in, we then focused on a merger agreement and the Articles of Association. And then we took that to a vote to both respective boards. And uh, we've not pleased everybody during this process, but the people we haven't pleased has been an absolutely very, very small minority during mm. this out this sort of process. We've acted diligently doing our respective due diligences on both. Uh, organizations it's been thorough and and we've even upset chris sutton himself saying back (laughs) off chris we need time to reflect on this this is not immediate decisions we can make it has to gone through consultation but you know what in fairness to chris being pragmatic on the trada end and david's end from what was an idea back in effectively march when lockdown kind of happened we were we were quick to jump onto this here we are less than 12 months later, and we are in a place where we're hoping by February the 16th, the transaction will take place. Quite simple. And Trada will be acquired by the TTF to form what will become Timber Development UK. And I, and I will close in a minute, but the last statement I wanted to make was the way we recognize this wasn't just about consolidation because of COVID, we saw this as an opportunity to actually grow the market by having a stronger voice and becoming more robust because what we've effectively going to create is our own vertically integrated supply chain from the supplier of the materials locally or within the country through distribution all the way through to the specifiers, the architects, the engineers and contractors. We have gone completely vertically integrated in this whole process. And I think we're hopeful in time that what we will create will snowball and other associations within the UK may wish to become part of this journey because we are so much stronger as one voice. The battle isn't within the timber industry, the battle is against steel and concrete. 
more so, in my opinion, concrete, being the most offending high carbon material on the planet. I'll let Dave, if you want to pick up from any of that, Dave. Yeah, I was, I, the point I was going to make there was, was about growing the market, actually, because by having everyone under one roof, under one umbrella, if you like, you create a much better sense of dialogue between the specifiers and suppliers, producers, manufacturers, and so on. You start to understand everybody's needs. Uh, what, are, what are the barriers in the market? Uh, what, what are the opportunities? How do you adapt to that? How do you change? All, all those sorts of things that I think when you've... <sighs> You know, when you when you just have, there are good reasons to have a, a, a trade association which has um, kind of a niche position, only representing one part of a, uh, a supply chain or, or one group of, of uh, uh, you know, within a, a business sector. But it becomes quite defensive rather than open uh, and willing to grow. You know, it's it, a lot of those things. If you look at the strategies and the the, the methods they employ. It's about protecting an interest, which is perfectly understandable in lots of different areas, rather than having a kind of an open dialogue. And that's really what we want to create in order to grow that grow that market. So essentially, you've had the the, the child come back to the parent effectively with uh, yeah. with uh, Trada, you know, uh, exiting at some point in the past, coming back again. It's almost a, a renaissance, a, a marriage. That's come back again. Um, the the interesting thing I've noted is that since the uh, MOU signing in October, it's been a very very rapid process to get to where you are now. Um, I wonder what changes and what strategies will be put in place now, and specifically focusing on mass timber now. I know that TTF has a number of uh, divisional subcommittees or groups that focus on timber species mainly, whether it be softwoods or hardwoods. Is this new development organisation going to um, broaden its scope that will be a shared strategy between the two divisions that are sort of coming together to form the new entity? Yeah, so... So I think, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the TTF will still retain, you know, a software trading division, which is really looking at, you know, market, global market analysis and on the ground market reports. You know, um, we, we look at, our, it, it. often it's a kind of a looking at a statistical uh, picture. Uh, and likewise with the hardware and, and panels uh, division. What we would be doing, it, but, but meanwhile, Trada has been doing a heck of a lot on, uh, producing publications for you know getting the spe- specifications right for closed panel timber frame for uh, you know mass timber um, and, and Nick really has been the, the person driving a lot of that as, as chair of Charter and from in his various other uh, roles uh, which which he's had concurrently with being chair of, of chair of Charter which so, are too numerous to count now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't be everywhere to everybody. No. <laughs> but, you know, he's had a very big role in developing timber construction in the UK and then combined that with being uh, chair of Trada and getting the publications and the various specification documents out. We haven't got, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and publish a, a full timetable about how the internal structure is going to go. But you're absolutely right. We will be putting those sorts of things together, uh, making sure that we do have um, a group that looks at timber construction and and is is making sure that we've got the right specifications into the market and and getting the right details. 
For us, actually, the first thing uh, that we're joined, creating as a joint enterprise is a sustainability committee. Um, it's the, probably the strongest suit within the timber armory. And we've got COP26, the climate change talks at the end of the year. It's something that actually unites all of the parties and all the different elements of the supply chain. And we want to be able to put that together. TTF already has a group called Forests Forever. Uh, it was set up in the 90s to try and clean up the supply chains coming in to the UK. Uh, at the time when all of the changes were happening with timber supply chains about developing certification, due diligence, yada, yada. That still exists, but, you know, actually, the, the timber industry is one of the least risky places to get sort of deforestation commodities right now, certainly through our membership. There are, there are high-risk areas. The majority of, it, of us is, is, is low-risk. Higher risk stuff is actually in buying ornaments and knickknacks that you buy off the market, not through, not through a construction supply chain. Uh, the, the due diligence stuff is pretty strong. I'm pretty confident of that. Uh, that will, doesn't mean you should ever let up on the risks that are uh, inherent in that, but I'm pretty confident about it. What we want to do now with that group is put, putting together that sort of supply chain sustainability with the agenda that exists within the built environment, which is really carbon, uh, waste, uh, you know, circular economy issues, and a lot of stuff about design and designing for sustainability, um, rather than just a material supply issue. It's it's putting that whole package together, and so that will be one of the first areas, certainly during the course of this year, where we can bring those two agendas together. I think they are complementary anyway, um, and we can combine that sort of committee with the publications from Charter, webinars and. Uh, seminars and other uh, work from TTF and, and other speakers and really bring that in to make something quite powerful to make sure that we've got all of our data uh, there in you know in the right place and from there we're going to build out really I think it's next year 2022 that you'll see a much more integrated package and you can start to see those new committees as they form but they're going to be developed over the course of this year so it's it's building I think rather than trying to reinvent the wheel, we'll be building on or expanding out from what we already have within the two groups and mixing them up a little bit more. So there you have it. There's part one of a two-part series talking about TTF, Timber Trade Federation in the UK and Trada in the UK. We'd like to thank Dave and Nick for their time. Look forward to the second episode coming out very, very shortly where we conclude and talk more a little bit about the situation in the UK when it comes to insurance, the future of cross-laminated timber, the future of BIM and the way that BIM's evolving, and just a general catch-up on mass timber and how it's moving around the world. Stay tuned. Speak to you next time. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Thank you.